What's up, everybody? Episode 14 of the No Chance Podcast. As always, your hosts, Ryan and Nate. And uh, we definitely want to give a big shout out to all our listeners. It is Thanksgiving tomorrow, so we are very thankful for every listen that we've gotten in the past. How long has it been? About uh, three months? 14 four months? weeks? 14 weeks. That? It's about four weeks in every month. I'd say about. We're not good at math. Co- close to three and a half months. Yeah. We're almost there. Yeah. Um, Shout out to you guys. January starts the new year, so you know we're going to be putting out a lot more content. We got a cool new video on the way. Um, we're kind of going over, you know, the websites we like to look at, the sites, the. Yeah. We're going to be judging. also doing uh, <laughs> like a lot of editorial videos, yeah. like lookbook videos, stuff like that. Yep. So stay tuned for that. And maybe merch in the near future. Maybe merch. Maybe by the end merch. Of the year, going into the new year. We, let, um, let, let, let us get some money first. Yeah. Um, let, Please. And then hopefully our, our real supporters, you know, decide to. We might you know, hit you with some uh, some, with some sample friends yeah, and family maybe, pieces. Maybe maybe some stick uh, stickers might be soon. To be honest, that might be re- that's super easy. Stickers and keychains would be knock tight. That out. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we actually let we what we want to do is we want to recap a couple a couple of the things that we've been sort of talking about, just like some normal shit that we've been talking about for the past couple of days. I know a lot of people and. If you've never listened to our podcast before, this is something that you could probably probably relate to is this really weak off white Nike release that they did on sneakers app and literally literally everywhere that they released this shoe. It was like weak in the term in the sense of, well, I guess because I didn't get it. That's why it was weak, but weak in terms of how it was function, how it ran. Uh, the platform that it was released on was terrible. And also, I mean, there's a lot of negative sentiment from us and, you know, consumers all around the country that kind of complain about how the sort of release went. So let's sort of break it down because it is kind of, you know, the process was was nice. Like the idea of how they were going to do it was cool. Like they were having it done on sneakers so it was more accessible for everybody yeah. in a sense everybody can download it ios yeah. and android they had all 10 shoes well not they had all nine shoes on there yeah aside from the, the converse chucks yeah the chucks those released in early 2018 i believe yeah yeah and then so basically how they did it is they tiered the shoes so they had maybe like two shoes at a time and then one shoe and it was like every 30 minutes yeah so from 10 to 12 they were releasing the entire collection um it sucked uh to to say the (laughs) least and i didn't hit on any of them i only really wanted about one or two shoes anyway yeah uh, which ones were you going after i was trying to get the air forces that was the one i was actually gonna wear yeah i've never owned like a pair of low air forces and this one just looked like so sick and i was like i could do that and the Prestos. Those are probably the only two that I really cared about. The rest I just wanted to resell. Wow. You just have to. What are yeah, you talking that's about? That's very it's, true. It's the holiday season. Um, I'm trying to get gifts from my parents. Unlike Ryan <laughs> and unlike a lot of people, oh I was God. very fortunate. Um, I was lucky enough to get a pair. I actually was able to get the Blazers in my size. Um, How did you feel when you got those? Dude, I was so hyped. It's funny because <laughs> I was leaving for school and I was about to be late. And then I, st- I pulled over at a Starbucks, got my coffee. No. Like, 
And then you were like, doing this in the car? Yeah, and I ran back to my car, like, checked out, and then <sighs> I was like, it said pending. And then I was like, all right, whatever, hope for the best. Drove to class. No way. Soon as, he hopped, soon as I hopped out the car, I saw the charge on my credit card for 140 No way. And I was so hyped. Dude. Yeah, I was that's so, so crazy. Like, I was in the comfort of, like, literally, like, my work office sitting there. I was in no rush. I wasn't stressing about anything. Yeah. And I was just trying, and I didn't even get the whole, like, pending process. You were driving and rushing and doing all this shit, and yeah. you still got them? Yeah, I was That's in my crazy. car, literally. That is crazy. Yeah. It's also coming from the guy who decided to type an entire essay that was due the night of while we were in the club. So uh, kudos <laughs> to you. That was that, That's legendary. You submitted for sure. it on time. So. Uh, <laughs> but that brings up a, kind of a bigger mm-hmm. question. Um, definitely not the topic of this episode. This topic, The, the topic of this episode uh, for anybody – uh, listening is actually going to be about some of our favorite brands, the brands that are sort of bred out of the USA. Yeah. Right. Kind of classic American, like workwear pieces, athletically inspired yeah. pieces, all that good stuff. And so. we'll, we'll get into to the reason why we decided to talk about this topic oh, yeah, for this, mention that. this episode, yeah. which is a, a great story. But one of the things that I want to cover in regards to this whole, whole sort of, you know, off-white drop on sneakers is just the climate of just releases in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's starting to make me upset, not that I'm chasing after every release that ever comes out, but I think that there's a huge disconnect with with these brands and their, you know, their customer base. Yeah. And obviously people are, there's going to be people that are upset because they can't get the shoes. That's like a, yeah, of course, ingrained into the, 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 the the sneaker Sneaker culture, culture, right? Yeah, exactly. But what's a way just like a, a like a short bit of of how they can sort of solve it, you know, in the in the the short term. Um, what do you think? I don't know. Honestly, like I think an online raffle would be the best way. Yeah. Not necessarily like an online release, like on sneakers app, but yeah. an online raffle for an in-store pickup or an in-store release. I think that would be the best way. Yeah. Um, I think that's just like the fairest method out of all of them, you know? Yeah. Like, obviously, people are having issues on apps, on the website, things like that. Dealing with bots. Yeah. Like, their Wi-Fi may not be working. Yeah. Like, all this, whatever. But, um, yeah, I think that's, like, the most democratic way to go about it. I think so, too. I think something that's less instantaneous, like a immediate release where it's literally 30 seconds and, yeah. and, you're, and you're sort of fucked, and having an online raffle that sort of spans the week before the release. Yeah. And then sort of a couple of days before the shoe actually releases in the store, you choose the winners. And yeah. at that point, it's not really, there's no real pressure. It's just like, I'm going to give it all I have mm-hmm. and hopefully it works out, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the raffle system is as fair as it's going to get, honestly. Yeah. Like, I feel like with an online release, it's always going to be about who has like the fastest connection, who can type in their information the fastest. Yeah. Whatever, like if whether or not a person has a bot, like all this stuff, you know. Whereas like a raffle, um, you may not have as good a chance of like getting it, but at least the chances are even with everybody else, you know. Yeah. Like the playing field's even. So No, and that makes sense. But I'm I'm still gonna have, you know, a bad taste in my mouth from from the release. At, at least you get to sleep soundly at night knowing that you got a pair. <sighs> that yeah. arrives on Friday. The the raffle was literally Yo, wait, no, not the raffle. Down? It was literally, the release was, what, three days ago? Can you tell people my address, too? 
Pacifica, California. Whoa, I don't, hey, no, I don't know the zip code. <laughs> Take it easy. Um, so, yeah, let's get into our topic. Actually, let me tell you the story of, of the reason why this is our topic for the day. Yeah, so, go ahead. Tell them. Uh, Nate introduced me to, you know, the, the, the Dickies social media site. So Dickies, what's it called? Dickies Life Official? What is it called? Yeah. Well, they so basically what happened was, uh, let's start from the beginning. We went oh. to, like, a surplus store. Yeah. To check out some like workwear stuff, get some pants, whatever. Uh, I happened to get like a pair of pants, and then um, I posted a photo of Instagram of me wearing the pants. Yep. And Dickies actually reached out to me and asked me if they could use my photo mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. their website, for their social media, whatever. And I agreed to it. And then did I they guess, ever use it? I don't know. I haven't checked. But oh, um, me either. Like basically, what happened was that we came up with this idea of like, hey why don't we try to reach out? Yeah. Why not reach out to them and see if they want to, um, you know, partner up and maybe do something. And, and and even in the sense of what we were trying to do was like, Hey, like we think that we could be great brand advocates for, you know, your clothing. We, yeah, we wear your clothing. We're going to continue wearing your clothing. It's obviously cheaper than a lot of the other clothing that's out there. A lot like a lot more really well made. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, which is a, a big thing about, made in USA type clothing to begin with. But yeah, we wanted to, you know, get some sort of promotional stuff going on the store. Maybe yeah. promo codes for their shop. Maybe like a banner behind us, a, a floor mat. You yeah. know, I saw that's tight. Yeah. Um, or even clothing. Like we could wear, I could wear, this could be a, a Dickies beanie. You never know. Just don't turn your head. Don't yeah. let them see the but, label. But anyway, so we, we had reached out to them and in, I'd say in less than a week, Maybe a little I'd bit say more. Like in a few days, honestly. Few days. Yeah. We got a, a response, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And it was asking us for a presentation on our podcast. Now, once I saw that, I was so fucking lost. I was like, "What yeah, do you mean?" They were very vague on what presentation meant. Presentation. It literally said presentation, a PowerPoint, and listenership, a video. And then, and I was like, "Okay." We so we brainstormed, and we we're like, "All right, how are we gonna put something like this together?" Um, so we actually didn't start on it for the first week. <laughs> we were just like, yeah, we'll get to it eventually. Yeah. And then when we, when we finally sort of thought it out, we were like, okay, let's put a couple of like hot takes of our last three episodes. Let's sort of introduce our, our viewership and sort of how we're growing because we are fucking growing in terms of listenership. We're averaging yeah. almost 200 a week now. Yeah. Thank you guys. That's huge. Yeah. That's that's super huge. And I and I look at it every day to see how many listens we get in a given day because yeah. I don't know, th- that number just is, is important to me. But I know like in, in given time, it's gonna be millions, hundreds of thousands, whatever. <laughs> millions, yeah. Very, very, very um, possible. Yeah, basically what we did is that we we're kind of treating it as like a pitch that you would do exactly. if you were going into like an office and yeah. you had like an idea or had a product you were trying to sell. So basically, uh, we just set up a presentation that we thought would sort of mimic that. So um, it was almost like a it, it was kind of like a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Slides accompanied with a you know a nice little little reel, little uh, little it was, video it was reel. Fire. It was yeah. fire. It was really good, and, and it, it sort of captured our the essence of our of our podcast. Just a little bit of a little bit of our personalities, a little bit of you know us preaching why we do this. Yeah, some good we, tips yeah. for for our listeners, and we sent it off. And in about three days or so, we got a 
an response, a res- response, and it was like, "Yo, this is amazing! You know, we, we love the podcast. You, we love what you guys are doing." Unfortunately, and that was the only thing that stuck out when I read the email. Yeah. They said, "Unfortunately, we're based out of Europe." Yeah, because apparently it was like their lifestyle brand that Dickies has that's based in Europe. Yeah. I think they're based out of the UK. So, and unless you did some real like detective research, you'd have to look through each and one of their each one of their posts to be like, "That's a European skate shop. That's a European I mean, artist." I mean, their link in their bio links to. No the way. UK website. Yeah, you didn't Does see it? that. God damn it! Didn't All I right. tell you this before we sent it? I felt like you did. I texted you. I was like, "Hey, isn't that their okay? Well, European that's, uh, okay brand uh, lifestyle Besides brand. the point. So <laughs> <laughs> I decided to just tag all of the Dickies social media Insta- uh, social media uh, accounts on the, yeah. on the DM anyway. So we got a response in an email, you know, a very positive reaction, but they were based out of Europe. So that sucks. But the comment that they made that was the highlight of probably like the past few months was, you know, we would love to ship you stuff. Yeah. But – we unfortunately don't ship to the states, which is also a big bummer. Yeah, um, because a lot of brands based out of Europe houses their shit in the U.S. But um, other than that, uh, we were like, okay, cool. Could we talk to a rep that's based out of you know the United States? Because if you guys love us in Europe, you guys can probably sell us to somebody in the states. So I was yeah, like, all right, cool. And still haven't gotten a response. It's been about three days. Wait, so. What ended up, what happened? Did they, like, email our presentation to somebody else? Or were I don't we know. supposed to, like, I was do looking, that ourselves? I was or? looking for an email for a representative in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I was looking for a response to the email that I sent to them asking for one. Yeah. And I haven't gotten a single thing back from them. Damn. So what I might do is I might end up spamming them again, you know, like a good, hello, how are you? You know, I don't know if they celebrate Thanksgiving out there. Regard, no, they don't. Okay, well then, I'll probably send it tomorrow. <laughs> do you even know what Thanksgiving <laughs> is? <laughs> I do. Damn, relax. They, they probably have another term for it or something. No, they don't. It's not. Anyways, don't. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna use your, I'm gonna use your transition and just say, anyways, whatever. Um, but yeah, so the the sort of preface or the sort of point that I'm getting at is that you know, Dickies is a brand that we sort of. I don't know. We've always had sort of a, a, a sort of attachment to you. You more so than I have. Mm-hmm. I've always known about the brand. I've always seen the brand around. Yeah. Uh, my style a little bit before, obviously the present day was a little bit more like everything was less baggy. So I always thought of Dickies as being like more like more flowy, and it didn't really rock with you know the things that I was wearing. So I never actually purchased them. Yeah. But they were always on the top of my mind of like you know core values and quality clothing for a pretty affordable price yeah i mean the reason why i gravitate towards like brands like dickies or carhartt or levi's or whatever is that they're classic american brands one and two they make really good products so i know every time i purchase something from them that it's gonna last for a long time i'm gonna get a lot of wares out of it for sure um and yeah that's pretty much it and they're super easy to style because they're basically staple pieces yeah And one of the greatest things about these sort of core brands, and, and I'll ask you this question after this, but mm-hmm. it's something about be about clothing like that being readily available no matter where you go yeah. and not having to worry about being sold out mm-hmm. that, that makes it a bit more appealing. 
And I yeah, and I think yeah, that, no, that's definitely a good point. I think for me, it appeals to me because I think I get a lot more enjoyment out of putting together something that's that everybody can get their hands on yeah. and styling it in my own way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? As opposed to getting maybe like some sort of like designer piece and that single piece making the statement, you know? It's like taking a basic ingredient and like anybody it, has yeah, and it, transforming yeah. it into like it's this. Like, yeah, it's like taking some basic ingredients you find like in your kitchen and turning yep. it into like a really good meal. Like you'll get way more yeah. fulfillment out of that. Some fucking ramen. Yeah. And you just put all your spices in it and it's like, damn, like this is crazy. Yeah, as opposed to like something that's, I don't know. That's like really, you yeah. already know is going to be really good. You already know like you're going to spend like, and this is a, uh, this is a good example is we went to that workwear store that Nate was referring to earlier and I was looking for just some, some basic blue chinos, right? Yeah. And I'd been looking at, you know, sites ranging from, you know, APC to what's some of the other ones. Even even Nike has some good skate chinos. But I was like, I don't know how much I'm going to be wearing navy chinos. I only need them for, like, a particular outfit I had in mind. So why should I spend, you know, 60 70 100 plus dollars for a pair of pants that I know I'm going to wear, like, yeah. once or twice? So when you said, like, you know, Dickies makes a slimmer cut, and I was like, sick. Like, I'll try it out. I knew the bigger ones I just couldn't mess with at all. They were way too big. But these ones were like right up my alley and it was enough to work with to the point where spending $25 for a pair of pants and a very durable pair of pants, dude, I was sold for sure. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, Dickies like work pants are pretty much all I wear now. Yeah, um, definitely is. Like the navy ones that I got, the first ones that I got, I've worn like for weeks now. Like I, And I just got these... Uh, I just got this black pair, which I'm wearing right now. Shout out to the 29-inch inseam, dude. <laughs> Coming in so clutch for that cropped kind of That's a, that's a, like le- look. a less of a, a less of a cuff. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Less cuff. That's yeah. That, it looks better. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think in regards to just sort of, I guess Dickies is one of the definite core made in USA. I mean, they're probably not made in the USA or like, anymore. Or well, like original, I mean, like, like born or, in... Yeah. Okay, let's yeah, say yeah. born in the USA. Yeah, yeah. So there's something about these born in the USA brands, a traditional brand like a Levi's, um, a Dickies, Carhartt, a, Carhartt, a ben Champion. Davis, ben Champion. D- there's something about those brands that keeps an essence of like america like a true like <laughs> america america like a true american feel to them yeah you know what i mean yeah there's a lot of other brands that were you know born in america like um think of like a a huff mm-hmm. or a benny gold or yeah. obviously stussy was born in, or born in america but there's a certain vibe you get from these sort of workwear brands mm-hmm. that you don't get from these other brands that were born maybe it's encapsulating a certain part of america or a certain feel of america yeah but it's a, a to- totally different feel I, th- I think for me the appeal is that brands like this have a very like proud like do-it-yourself yeah. sort of attitude to them you know yeah for me that really drew me in because i'm like the type of person that i think likes to do stuff on their own likes to you know do things without asking for help. Yeah. Because like it's like I said, it's more fulfilling that way, at least to me. For sure. 
Um, sure. So I think that's why res- like these brands resonate with me so much. You know what I think of when I think of like these sort of these brands? I think of like 80, 80, 1980s Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about like a rugged, like hardworking mindset that I feel like is a part of these brands. It lives inside of some of these brands. Yeah. And why, like when you wear them, you almost feel like, a kind of un- indestructible in a sense. Like if you wear a pair of Dickies, you know, like if you fall or if you got hit by a car, they like still they're gonna, be in good yeah, condition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's yeah. there's like a that's, certain I didn't even think about that. Yeah, a cool a good point. stigma that's attached to it that makes you feel a bit more. Uh, it's, it's I don't know. It, it. it kind of puts you at ease. It kind of makes you more comfortable yeah. because you know that, like, I could go through hell and back with you know these pants or whatever, like this work shirt, and you know my, it, I'm gonna come out. And I'm gonna come out and my all my shit's gonna be okay, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think that's I think that's another part of the And appeal. there's another part like I, I explained earlier about like mass availability. Yeah. That makes it seem like I can fuck these up and know I can go to the workwear store right and after get another buy, pair. The same yeah. pair. You know? And and if we were to really look at it from a broader scope, it's almost like when you go to a McDonald's yeah. or In-N-Out, right? They're designed a particular way to where anytime you walk in, and let's use In-N-Out as a prime example because this is where I learned about it. You walk into any In-N-Out, you feel like you're home. So you can go into an In-N-Out in, you know, middle of, middle of, of California or wherever, walk in and feel like you're in, you know, your hometown. It's the way that it's designed. Yeah, to because they all look exactly, exactly the same. Yeah. Right? There's something about, like, that uh, it's like an American core value to make yourself feel like warm and homey and like, I don't know, something about being it's you, proud about you, where yeah, you're from. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, you know what to expect. There's going to be no surprises exactly. there. No, that's frill, the biggest, that, no, frills. no frills. No frills. I feel yeah. like that's a, a like a, a statement that they use in, in some of their advertisements. Or maybe it's just something that they use in like consistent like American-made advertisements. But yeah. that's like a phrase that speaks very closely to some of these brands it's like dude, we're not about like we're not about like the bullshit like we don't exactly. need all that extra stuff like we're this and we're this and mm-hmm. that's enough like we don't need to add on a bunch of other stuff to make it there's no need to it like advance yeah or there's no need not not necessarily advance but there's no need to innovate within these brands yeah and i think ah, dude, yeah that's another good point is that the appeal there is that there's no real sense that they need to adapt in order to fit in like they can yeah. stand the test of time that's so true because you look at somebody and i'm going to use this as an example because you found a good picture of her but mm-hmm. uh christina pack was wearing a pair of like were they like powder blue they were like yeah they were like they were light a nice blue. color i feel like, like that's like one of one because i've never Perry seen those yeah it was a crazy blue yeah but she was wearing a pair of dickies and they look so dope like the yeah. way that it looked it looked so dope and it just made me think it's like these brands don't go to people they don't push their product on people people come to the product you know what i mean like yeah. it's that it, it's that great of a product that that solidified in clothing and streetwear and fashion whatever yeah. that people just come to it they almost whenever don't they need, feel yeah, like they it. almost don't need to market it exactly you already know, like we were saying, you already know what you're going to get. So there's no point in trying to convince you otherwise to yeah. get it. You know what I'm saying? And that's a, that's a crazy sort of 
aspect that's kind of hard to to sort of grow into as a brand. Like you yeah. don't just start a brand nowadays and think, you know what, I'm about these values and these values and these values. I don't gotta do shit. People are gonna like my shit regardless. Yeah. The only brand that's ever done that that wasn't, you know, these sort of typical like brands coming from the, you know, 60s, 70s and 80s is a Supreme. And uh, I hate talking about it, but they can, they have the fuck you money. They have the, I can do whatever I want yeah, sort of aspect. Yeah, they're kind of like the streetwear equivalents, I guess, yeah, exactly. if you put it that way. So in terms of this, just sort of these born in born in America brands, if you can choose one and you can only wear one, because they are very similar in terms of what they release. So I'm sure that they're kind of competitors in itself. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for sure. Champion less so because if it's more of like an athletic, um, you know, more, athletic. Yeah, more of like a sportswear inspired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you could choose between a Carhartt, a Dickies, a Ben Davis, and sort of give me your sort of... <sighs> what your favorite appeals are of each of them because obviously they all release chinos yeah but there's a different sort of feel to eat all three of those yeah uh honestly i think either like a dickies or i think a carhartt like work in progress would be mm. like my top picks the only like i say carhartt work in progress because um they they're still true to their whole the essence of workwear and things like that, like yeah. classic American silhouettes, things like that. But they also put a nice spin on it and kind of put like a more refined touch to it, if that makes sense. Yeah. They know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said that in the most like <laughs> like polite way. Yeah. But it's true. Like a Carhartt. So, okay, here's a question then. What is the difference between a Carhartt and a Carhartt work in progress? I think Carhartt is more geared towards the working man, mm-hmm. as in somebody, I don't want to use the term like blue collar, but maybe no, somebody who works in more of like a hands-on field. So okay. maybe like a carpenter, Definitely. painter, or whatever. Yeah. Um, where Whereas I think a work in progress is more so geared towards people who just want clothing for lifestyle purposes okay yeah no i i definitely think the same thing i think the way i look at it the same way carhartt is for the working man yeah it's performance versus lifestyle exactly exactly and then carhartt work in progress is for the guy who wants to pretend they look like the working not Not necessarily pretend they like they like the appeal they appreciate like a good product let's say exactly yeah but think about it like this like I, I look at it the same way. When I wear a pair of Dickies, I almost wanna wanna have that same persona of that really cool looking mechanic. You want to go like? No, I don't want to be you a want mechanic. Like a pickaxe and like. I don't want to be a mechanic, oh. but I want to. I want to have that sort of ruggedness. I want to. There's a certain feeling that emits from that. I want to wear these chin, these long Dickies shorts because, you know, fucking. Are you trying to compensate? Hispanic for culture looks it looks cool. You know what I mean? Okay. Like there's something about that that like wearing it, it almost feels like not necessarily it's a okay. costume. It's 2017, man. You don't have to over overtly display <laughs> your masculinity. It's okay. You can be who you are. Now I'm saying, man, it's it, it's just a certain like feeling you get from from clothing nowadays. And yeah. not a lot of brands are able to do that. Um so why why not a Dickies then? W- what is it about about them that kind of not necessarily you're not choosing them, mm-hmm. but what is it about their, their appeal that sort of makes you put them on the back burner? And, uh, for a I mean, obviously, like, I love their 
yeah like, stuff like i'm wearing i wear it constantly but i don't know it's just like obviously i don't work in construction or whatever things like that yeah. so i feel like their products aren't necessarily geared towards me yeah as a customer um and that's the only real reason you know yeah. like i feel like their selection isn't necessarily tailored to somebody who's into style or whatever yeah, yeah. it's more so about functionality um I think Over, they I yeah. think they do their best to like the same way that Carhartt decided decided to release a work in progress. Mm-hmm. I think all these brands are kind of getting it that they have to make a bit of an adjustment for yeah. the for the people like us that aren't you know in the field basically. Yeah. yeah. And they need to accommodate you know people like us. So a work in progress or even a Dickie skate um, yeah. sub brand yeah. is something that they have to they have to have like. They need to be in touch with the culture because they're not. You can make a small inve- a small advancement in your brand by, you know, creating these small little brands, like more niche type clothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean it's not like the whole streetwear workwear thing is a new sort of relationship. It's been going oh, on forever. Not. Yeah, like skaters have been wearing dickies since oh yeah skateboarding was invented or carhartt beanies yeah exactly all the time like hip-hop heads has been wearing like carhartt yeah shit forever vests and like just everything like just watch eight mile yeah that's what i was thinking (laughs) that's why i mentioned detroit that's what i was thinking but yeah that's a really good point um so okay let's talk about something that you know a brand that we both really really like we love everything they're do- that they're doing except for one of the things that they're doing uh which we'll mention a little bit later but okay. let's talk about champion okay um champion i mean shit can you go wrong probably not no i mean i feel like champion invented the hoodie so obviously yep. they have some tenure in this whole sportswear like athleisure game definitely definitely um, no i i think Champion is such like a classic American brand that maybe like 10, 20 years from now, it'll still be in style or it'll come back around again oh, and be yeah. in style again. Let's you know? look at the sort of influence Champion has had within the past. Shit, what's the date? They've, they've had like a crazy influence within the past year, past year maybe and a half. Maybe like two years even. Yeah. Maybe five years It's even. insane how yeah. sort of it all starts with, you know, I mean, if you look at some of the smaller brands, some of your guys' favorite brands, some of them are using champion blanks. Yeah. They've, you know, decided to wholesale a lot of their stuff and turn it into a basic, which is mm-hmm. now something that people use as the platforms for some of the biggest brands out there yeah. nowadays. And even even some of our the biggest brands. I know that um who was it? I think the hundreds just recently did a champion or no, Stussy just did a champion Off White did collab. one. Off White did a yeah. collab. Everybody's they understand, vibrating with champion. They understand this sort of like we say, the the stigma behind the brand, like they the want storied history behind the, the brand, core values that Champion emits from its clothing, yeah, and they use it. I mean, the quality is not up to par with you know some of the two hundred, three hundred dollar hoodies. Uh, I would say it's pretty up there, but reverse yeah. weave definitely is. Yeah, reverse weave. But um, when you get you know heavyweight cotton and all that stuff, yeah. But in terms of the brand itself, there's. A huge cult following with it. I mean, oh yeah, we, for sure. What did we do? Like the what was it? Was it a year ago? About a year when? and a half ago, when we were literally like picking. No, uh, that was earlier this year. That was like maybe springtime before summer. Really? Yeah, that was like maybe February, March, February. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. So basically, Ryan and I did a lot of thrifting. Um, 
like earlier this year yeah. we used to go to goodwill a lot do a lot of thrifting sell clothes stuff like that and like some of the pieces that we would be most hyped to find yeah. would be like champion reverse weave sweaters yep. or like vintage champion shirts champion whatever just because it's it's so nostalgic i think for I a think lot of people that, i think that's what it is yeah and it like once you pick up like a vintage like champion reverse weave to me it's just like it speaks yeah it speaks it's like, like a story yeah kind of. like somebody was wearing this during like their college years Yo, or whatever yeah. like Yo, no totally like this piece has been through hell and back and yep. now like i'm holding it in here in my hands like it almost it tells a story it almost does. you know it's so crazy to think that like it didn't even matter what graphics you were picking up because no. you were getting like what like University of, of California I Berkeley. You were I like a like Stanford one. A I have nursing a, one. I have a Harvard one. A Harvard Medical School. Is I that a, it? Something like that. I think I have like a. I don't know. You were getting like some weird, one. like a lot of different, a lot of different uh, schools. Yeah. And it was okay because of the fact that it was the champion hoodie. Like it didn't matter, and and they do the fucking like the feel of those things they just feel so good They're like so sturdy yeah dude. Dude. yeah super sturdy like you just feel so comfortable in them because it's like i don't know i don't know and they look so much better when they they're do. beat up they dude. do yeah the nice little like tears around here yeah the little, like fraying around the yeah. neck and the, and the cuffs but okay let's talk about let's talk about that then because vintage is huge yeah champion is a huge part of the new vintage culture you look at every sort of you know, um, secondhand streetwear store, like around to, you know, um, it's being picked everywhere at all the Goodwills. Everyone's yeah. sort of searching for them. Now they're available at your local Urban Outfitters. Yeah. And we're not talking about just like the newer stuff, like Urban Outfitters is selling a lot of the vintage pieces too. A lot. Which we saw when we went in there one time and you're like, yo, this is they had this a collection. Just, yeah. They had a collection. Yeah. It was like a small curated section in the Urban Outfitters in San Francisco that basically, I wish we had fucking video of it, but yeah. it was a like a curation of the vintage shit that we would pick yeah. for the prices of a, of a brand new sweater. Yeah, it was like, like we're talking about like 50, 60, 70 yeah. for a vintage. Like so champion. how do you feel about seeing something that like a, like Champion being, I don't know what the, the proper word to use. I wouldn't say abused, but sort of exploited is that a good word kind of being commodified kind of commodified, but it's, a, it's sort of like taking one man's trash and making it and selling it back to that man you know what i mean yeah. like oh you threw that away i'm gonna make i'm gonna make it cool and then i'm gonna try to sell it back to you for even more well i don't think urban outfitters is the one that made it cool i think it was just the vintage culture yeah the vintage scene in a sense that um brought it back to life and I think Urban Outfitters, as they usually do, <laughs> they latch onto it and they, they commercialize it. They I are think. latchers. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I how does it make me feel? It makes when you me, see it. When you see it, it makes me not want to wear Champion anymore because I know it's like commercialized yeah. and it's like super trendy now. Yeah. And I, I don't, don't know. think it something just, like Champion was or. Like champion wasn't meant to be the okay my my issue with it is that champion shouldn't be a trend because it's such mm. an american classic it's such a staple that it shouldn't be turned into a trend that everybody's going to latch on to for maybe true. like a few months and then they're going to sell it at buffalo exchange like six that's, months from now no that's you know true saying? 
Like it's almost it, it's almost insulting in that sense, you know. Wow. It's kind of like a I middle finger. That. To no, that is yeah. The brain because it's you know. Think about it. Think about it like this: when you're in Urban Outfitters, right? Mm-hmm. You go to the same. You know, in the same section, you're gonna find the same product, right? Yeah. It never moves. You go in there, you know where the sunglasses are, or the glasses, and they never move. They're yeah. all usually the same but it's always the same across every season or whatsoever. Mm-hmm. When you take an item like Champion and you put it in the front part of your store as like the highlight piece, mm-hmm. that's where I feel like, like you said, it's being abused in a sense yeah. because you're using Champion as a basically a platform to, to be like, I'm we're in style, we know what's going on, yeah. come shop you know, the latest Champion stuff because we know you're into it. Rather than keeping keeping it in a in a section of your store as like, hey, Champion's always going to be stocked here. We don't care if it's in the front showroom. It's going to be right here. Yeah, and I think not. Uh, I mean, people are always going to see dollar signs over a narrative. You yeah, know? definitely. At least like corporations and um, like bigger companies. So I think that's uh, what kind of led to this whole thing. But yeah, I mean, like I said, it's almost insulting to a brand yeah. like that. It doesn't even have to be Champion. It could be any other brand. It could be like a Carhartt or a Ben mm-hmm, Davis mm-hmm. or a Levi's or whatever. It's, you know, it's so much more than just a trend. It, It's a brand with such a deep, rich history that's yeah. rooted in like almost like American culture, like society. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I wish know? we had like movie clips of like anytime we saw like a Champion piece in yeah. it. We should look at that. That'd be, that'd be kind of cool to see in like early early movies but yeah. one of the things that i think is, is is super important is i don't think that champion was meant to be widespread like i don't think it was meant to be readily available what do you, you mean? know like you think about the early you know early 90s when obviously it was at you know a, a very big peak in in terms of you know like the college hoodies and you know their basics the the spell out scripts all those those classic pieces that are now being like are highly coveted today. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was meant to come into the new 20th century. I what do you mean? I don't think it was meant to be around at this point right now. I think it was meant to to. Oh, you as, mean as like a, as a as a type of wear? Yeah. I don't think that that was supposed to come here, like now. Like it was never supposed to have that same like longevity. Exactly. I think I think the idea, obviously, the idea of making a sweatshirt or, or constructing the original sweatshirt or the the mesh short, you yeah. know, the the embroidered logo. I think it was supposed to almost be like the one that started it all, but the one that was never supposed to continue being that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, I know. So I like get, it, I get it should saying. it shouldn't be around right now. Yeah. Not to say that I don't love it or or anything like that, but I don't think where we are with you know with streetwear culture and fashion, I don't think it should be here now. I think it was just made to set the precedent, and that's it. Do you, do you kind of get where I'm going? Yeah, I agree in that because if you look at it, it I so basically what you're trying to say is that. It should never have been popular up until now. Like yeah. it should never be a mass market thing. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be something that's widespread. Yeah. The same way that you know, if Supreme stayed as one store, it should almost be like that. Almost like a kind of 
like a niche like brand. It, it, it should only live in that that span of you know 10 15 years and it should be one of those things where it's so hard to come by it's never remade yeah and if you get that that old dingy harvard sweater there's a true story behind it yeah you know what i mean yeah and when you look at so, and here's a good example when you look at something like a levi's mm. you see they always sort of try to showcase the the history of the gene right yeah they're the, one of the creators of the genes or basically the creators of the genes right? not true but yeah and so they try to you know highlight every little image they have of the first gene this the first gene that the first gene that sometimes you don't have to be the creator of something and also the i guess the 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 top dundata of of that item so Okay. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. So with Champion, I think that they were just meant to, you know, introduce it to the world and have everybody sort of eat off of it and create their own rendition of things. They're basically think of like T-Pain. T-Pain <laughs> birthed AutoTune, right? I mean, put it on the map like on the main He stream. he yeah. made AutoTune what it is. He's the like the, at least for like hip hop R&B show. Exactly. Like that, yeah. And then now you have all these rappers and stuff, and and then T Pain falls away. Like, it's that's fine. He doesn't have to be current right now. He doesn't have to be. Him creating that sound is enough for it's him enough. to be relevant. It's enough. Not exactly. relevant, but at least revered. It's enough for him to be revered in the in the world in the, of, in the community of R and B, hip hop, whatever. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, people always, saying. you know, pay homage to him. Mm-hmm. They always use. For example, they use his style, they use whatever, the same way that a lot of these companies nowadays use their blanks and yeah. they use all that. But they don't have to, you know, be in the mix. They don't have to be at the forefront exactly, all the time. Exactly, exactly. There just, you go. They're so renowned, they have such a rich history that they don't necessarily have to be in the spotlight 24-7. Yes. Okay, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, I get what you're saying. And yeah, I yeah. think that, you know, companies like Urban Outfitters and – well, that's that's really all it is because you don't ever really see it being pushed in like some of the small boutique stores, right? It's usually them doing collaborations with it. So yeah. say like you would never find Champion Blanks and an Undefeated or um, what's another sort of store that houses a lot of different brands. Uh, you wouldn't find it in like a Dover Street Market, yeah, right? You'd find people using their Blanks as it, but you would mm-hmm. never find it there. So I think... Urban Outfitters is just one of the biggest perpetrators of taking something that is so important to just not even just streetwear. Let's like, you know, blow this shit up. Let's say just clothing. Yeah. It's so important to clothing that when they do that to to champion pieces, it's almost like, man, like it's almost you're doing a disservice (laughs) to it. Dude. All right. Listen to this. It's almost like having like an endangered species in the zoo. Like it's like goddamn like these are the last ones left and you're really just gonna like do that to them That's the same feeling I get when I see champion in urban outfitters Is that kind of like overblown like, of, a, of a of a like a over dramatic or like reference? Okay. No, no, no. I think this is a better analogy It's like having a killer whale at SeaWorld. Yes, yes Like it's like it's, it's, it's such show. a it, yeah, it's such a great creature 
<laughs> that you don't need to commercialize it. You should just leave it be. Exactly. And let it be what it is. <laughs> exactly. Because people are going to pay, pay for whale tours and they're going to go see it in its natural habitat and all that shit. You don't have to keep it penned up and. Exactly. Oh my God. That's such a good fucking reference. Oh man. What's that one? Blackfish. That Blackfish. <laughs> that's a Dude, crazy that, movie. Honestly, that was pretty boring. I thought it was pretty boring. I definitely but... didn't. I haven't been to SeaWorld since. Not like I'm going. There's yeah. no point in going there, to be honest. Free um, Willy. <laughs> free Vance. <laughs> but anyways, I think just in terms of what we're getting at is, you know, some of these these made in America, born in America brands, they're some of our favorites. And, the, and there's some of the ones that no matter sort of where we go in the street, where what fads come and go, what streetwear brands are putting out, what we're always going to attach ourselves to some of the ones that we have genuine history with, genuine stories with. Yeah. Right? Ones that we resonate with, ones that we almost feel like a sense of pride wearing. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm definitely. It's less, it's, it's less of the, I have this supreme item on, I feel superior. Yeah. It's less of that feeling and more, more so I have these dicky pants on and I feel comfortable, comfortable. I feel, I feel secure, secure. Exactly. Like feel, yeah. You almost feel like you're, you're in it, the it, record. It's books like of, a, it's like a safety blanket or what is it exactly. called? Um, it's a no safety, bl- safety is that what they blanket. Call, is, I think that's what it's called. called. Like, Comfort? I don't comfort. Yeah, safety. <laughs> it's a comfort. Like what? What are those blankets that like you give to kids so they feel like Snuggy? secure? <laughs> no, but whatever. You get them. Yeah. Get no, I like, get what you you're what saying. saying. There's yeah, yeah. there's just a certain story behind um behind this this type of clothing and yeah. um it's something that I would hope any any of our listeners would would try to explore. I know it sounds kind of crazy sometimes because you see a Dickies, you see a Carhartt in your local Walmart, and you see it in your Ross and all this stuff, but if you if you really take the time to do the research and and you know look up the brand, see you know some of your f- you know ce- famous celebrities and your your idols wear this brand. There's something about it that you'll you'll soon come to find out if you you know you were to try it out. Which is, I mean, there's no point, there's no harm in trying. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't go wrong with these pieces. Like they're definitely they're can. gonna fit in your wardrobe whether it's like this year or 10 years from now exactly you know and so. there's something for everybody in in each one of these brands yeah, yeah, that sure. we sort of shout it out yeah so that's super important but at the end of the day like we always say um especially in the first episode you know wear it the way you want to wear it don't sort of don't look at us and how we wear things yeah, don't you know, don't copy your own me. personal style yeah come don't on buy don't my do that. that's definitely don't 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 but do um anyways i think but that's yeah i think, I think that that's was good a, for episode 14 exactly episode 14 um, we covered some of our favorite brands. The, the brands about that we're Champion currently into. Champion is one of the. But I mean that that was more of an example. Yeah. Anything. It wasn't necessarily a, a deep dive. Yeah. Maybe we'll do one like of those later on yeah. down the road. We'll we'll cover a champion like we did last episode with with Stussy. Um, but I think that was good. I think you guys got a good grasp of of some of these born in the, in the United States um, brands that are still killing it nowadays, and they're they're still doing their best to to make advancements like a Carhartt work in progress, which is, I mean, they're doing some amazing stuff. But as always, we are your hosts of the No Chance Podcast. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe to our comments, SoundCloud. Uh, profile episodes yeah listen to all that tell your friends uh, follow us on instagram twitter and youtube youtube subscribe on the podcast app do everything to get us to shit where do we want to go i'm gonna go to new york oh yeah right yeah Yeah. wait for what i don't know sponsor (laughs) (laughs) sponsor us to go to new york um 
we'll start a GoFundMe. If you guys really fuck with us, you probably won't. But yeah, so episode 14, No Chance Podcast. We are out. Peace. Peace.